Welcome to another episode of the Covenant Community Kids Podcast. I am Jackie Jones. I'm Amy Jones. And our guest today is Isaac. And I'm realizing, Isaac, I'm so sorry. I don't know how to say your last name. Kozel. Kozel. <laughs> our guest today is Isaac Kozel. Hi, Isaac. <laughs> yeah, just imagine the S is a Z and you got it. Okay. I saw it and I panicked. <laughs> it's okay. You wouldn't be. It's like no one knows how to spell my first name or say my last names. Oh, it's, it's just... interesting. Isaac, yeah, no... I feel like I have an okay handle on. Yeah, but, it's just yeah. It, like I've seen. It, it's not a It's not a long name, but yeah, it's <laughs> I, two, two S's and one A. Uh, yeah, people throw random eyes in there in the middle oh. somewhere or extra. It's people I knew. People are like, some... I know there's something. There's a double yeah, letter yeah. somewhere. There's some weird number of vowels. I don't know what's happening. And I'm like, guys, it's not a complicated <laughs> thing. That's so funny. Well, okay. we did all grow up reading the Bible also. So right. That yeah, kind no, of no, gives no, us no, an advantage. <laughs> I feel your pain, though. I spell Jackie with a C-Q-U-I-E. So it's always a... A mishmash of of uh, letters. It's a fun time. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. No, people, yeah. Sometimes when you have those multiple ways to spell names, it's just a roll of the dice. I'm like, wait, mm-hmm. you wait. Which which version do you use? Yeah. <laughs> which right. kind are you? <laughs> which, which one are you? Yeah. Oh man. Um. Well, thanks for joining us. Yeah. Uh, we're really excited to talk with you. Um. I am curious if you're willing to just kind of jump right in. What brought you here today? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Um, so, yeah. and hilariously enough, I was thinking about this recently, and you, I think, right before you were, when you were starting the, like, the concept of this, or going to talk about the podcast, you put it out there in the community Facebook group. Mm-hmm. And you've been like, yeah, if anyone's interested, and I posted like, yeah, I'm interested only as in I think this is a great idea, and I'd love to listen oh. to this. And then you messaged me, and I was like, oh, that's what they meant. Oh. You raised your hand. Sorry, we're pulling yeah. you into this now. <laughs> oh, and then yeah, and then it was funny because the timing, you know, because you, you messaged me, and I'm like, oh, I'm moving, and then all sorts. Yeah, of we did a happen. lot of back and forth. Of, yeah, on both ends, I think. <clears throat> oh yes. Yeah. yeah, and then yeah, and then personally being like, do I have something to contribute? I don't know. I mean, I grew up at least in community adjacent ish, so you know, probably something with it. Yeah. But, yeah. So yeah, and that was kind of how I uh, how I came to it. You know, you guys have interviewed um, a couple of people I've know I know pretty well, so it was interesting to hear perspectives from those you know perspectives from um, from those people and just thinking about or, or in the and then also you know people i haven't met but who have either similar or very different experiences from me and like kind of mm-hmm. centering around community especially mm-hmm. since a lot a lot of people have been sort of involved have, have been it went with sort of the spirit and like mine was sort of a tangential relationship to like word of god the mm-hmm. that word of god half of the split okay so yeah. like very much it was a very different experience um like I went, to, I was involved with uh, Mission Christ, which I think Rena Caldwell talked about. Um, mm-hmm. And so we were sponsored by the Word of God. We met at the Word of God office, but no one ever talked to us about like joining meetings. It wasn't even a thing. It wasn't even the thing that was a pathway. And I think that might have partially been because it was high school. And okay. I don't know. There was there was a college one for a little bit. I think. I, I think it was done by the time I hit college, so that was how short-lived it was. But uh, and and it very and Mission Christ also very much it fit kind of the profile of whoever was there and whoever was leading it. So it changed drastically over the entire time it existed. Even okay, so yeah, it was a very it was a very interesting experience, kind of watching that. What you know, like living through that whole evolution, mm-hmm. um, and there wasn't like. There wasn't, yeah, that sort of direction. So it's been, yeah, it was, uh, it's been fascinating kind of hearing different people's perspectives and how things um, impacted them, seeing similarities where I'm like, oh, I can see where that came from with my yeah. own, with my own upbringing and stuff like that. Yeah. But then also, oh, wow, I'm, I'm glad I wasn't in that because I always mm-hmm. had, I've always had a thing where if somebody, I like to have somebody who, 
I always wanted to have somebody who could see me and really be like, this is kind of who you are. Like I see you as this is your personality. These are the things I see you interested in. Mm-hmm. But I didn't also then want somebody coming in and telling me, and now you need to do this. And this is where you need to go to school. And I'm like, I put, I don't, I'm not, I'm not yeah. here for that. So yeah. like, I don't know yeah. that I would, I have no idea how I would have sat with it. I'm also, um, you know, how I would have sat with being in that sort of environment more because my parents very much went the, I was 17 and a half and they're like, please stop calling us at one thirty for a curfew extension. Just, you're fine. <laughs> Just text us if you're not coming home so we're not worried you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Well, thank you for sharing uh, and bringing your perspective to this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm curious if you could summarize in your experience, what is Mission Christ? So Mission Christ was basically, it was started as a, God, I want to, like, a charismatic ticker, but sort of unaffiliated with things. Like it very much went down a path of being, trying to be like its own thing, mm-hmm. trying to be like very much like we want to be super passionate about Jesus and bringing the kingdom of God or revival, you know, whichever was the thing we were talking about at the time mm-hmm. and really trying to figure out the, the right Christianity that was honoring God and not, there was a big focus on, like we have we have the right like we have the right and best worship we have the right and best mm-hmm. this like even if like and we had a lot of insanely talented musicians in that particular so like okay it was very good people wrote you know people wrote their own songs it was but it was very much also like at any given point the youth the 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 youth leader uh i don't think was ever older than like mid 20s wow. so yeah, it kind of was like very much yeah, driven from that kind of perspective. And the the earlier leaders were people who had these crazy stories about how they were, in some cases, literally in the middle of like being high on very intense drugs when they met Jesus kind of experiences. Right. So like, you know, so and so like the backgrounds that people were coming from and experiences and stuff like that, it very much shaped this kind of wild west sort of youth group where at one point like we went out to the diag wearing sandwich boards and street preaching and handing out tracks oh full-on whoa yep that happened and uh you know full-on how old were you yep uh (laughs) junior high school and high school like real young yeah, when we went over, um, they became affiliated with a group. It's called Kingsway Church. It's still a thing down in North Carolina. Um, okay. But they started over in um, Belfast, Northern Ireland. Oh, and so wow. we actually went over there and did street preaching over in Northern Ireland, Whoa. which is a very interesting experience. Yeah. I lived in Northern Ireland for a few months and saw that a lot downtown. Really? By the yeah, city I was hall. Say, it, it wasn't unique to us for sure. I know there, okay. were, there was a yeah. lot because yeah, I remember we met lots of different groups who like okay. yeah people yeah. from like there was this one group where they 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 evangelized by rapping. They had a whole thing oh, where wow. they were trying to you know trying to get to the the kids. Huh. <laughs> okay, you know, getting modern. <laughs> yeah, and like, yeah, and I mean, I met and a lot of the people I met there they're really great. It's been interesting. It's kind of funny watching the evolution because of, of everything because we've had people who come back into town who are like kind of have waiver or like either they're just like I'm not Christian anymore or like there's like I have a very different perspective and they get nervous when talking to somebody they used to know and they're like no we've we're all kind of there now <laughs> like like no one's no one's gonna like judge you or get on your case for like not having kept the faith because most of us are like. We have grown and are not because it was very emotion driven, like very much, very, very driven by like we an emotional high. And like, I don't think I think I think a lot of good things did come out of it. Like, I think a lot of people did learn some healthy things. Like for me, I think my even though I have, I think sort of like there are ways in which like shame and different traumatic things like did happen to me because of my experience with this with with a group that very much separated out from institutions and recognized that like people are flawed 
And so as a result, like, yes, this pastor or this institution may have a problem, but like, that's not God. That's that institution, whether or not they're, you know, ever representing God. And so for me, I'm just like the, the idea of God was never something that I associated with. Like I did, I associated my experience or the place that I, you know, interacted with God with a group, but it was never like, that's the place where God is like, no, there, that is the group of people. And if this group of people falls apart or something goes on like that, doesn't that, that doesn't change anything in that respect. So it, it, I think, and then there was also a lot of ways in which like emotions were maybe a bit much, <laughs> but <laughs> not held back in any way, like by yeah. anybody. There was probably a little bit of codependence going on. Um, which like, I, for the most, like for the most part, like it didn't continue outside of, you know, we were in high school. That's yeah. just, it, it was normal. I feel like pretty normal high school dynamics for people who are right. spending that much time together. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in some cases talking about some very intense personal things, you sort of do yeah. some right. trauma bonding. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> and like those relationships, a lot of them are still, I don't like there's a lot of a lot of those people I don't actually hang out with anymore just because mm-hmm. life takes people in different directions but the there are still a lot of those relationships that like I value very highly and like those are still saw even even though like I said perspectives have definitely shifted and right. changed a lot yeah but they were um, important so but yeah that's that's really kind of how I would describe mission Christ was very formative very very intense um very much suffered from a like just a fault of it we're we don't have a good bearing and we have a sense that like there's something we want that we're not getting anywhere else Mm -hmm. um but like i said also i think had some positive positive impacts on people's lives as well so you know yeah different different people with different experiences so yeah and you said it was like Word of God adjacent, like met in the Word of God office. Yeah, we met in the Word of God office. Um, Phil Tews is the, I think he's still the head of the Word of God. I think, uh, but yeah, he was he was honestly there most like there most of the time, at least in his office, and we saw him a lot. It was never like I said, he never like came in and was like trying to run things or control things. Mm-hmm. He just tried to sort of, I think, try and keep things on like a good space like trying yeah. to kind of gently put the the bumpers up in the bowling line kind of thing <laughs> and i feel you yeah. know I, I feel like there were a lot of ways in which like he pri- like he he had a very good impact on a lot on a lot of that on a lot of kind of keeping things from going a little too nuts um yeah, yeah. interesting so, but oh. yeah other than that like i said there was no like recruiting to join the word of god or anything there was people just like find find a group at your your college you go to yeah and then and then yeah. one by the time i was getting into college at that point um leadership structure had shifted so that just became we continued going yeah and then eventually people eventually people dropped off and we started being like we should maybe differentiate because like the high school experience maybe we shouldn't emotionally continue that indefinitely yeah yeah fair. Um, but yeah that, so that that was effectively kind of how that was affiliated with word of god was loosely very loosely yeah yeah <laughs> did you also go to church or i did um, okay. um so i yeah i went so i was baptized catholic but then my parents felt called to leave the catholic church and the in the word of god community pre-split um and so we went out to a just like a non-denominational church out in detroit like one of my friends coined the term for non-denominational like baptocostal and it very much fit that (laughs) you know like very yeah all that so it was, but yeah, that was out in Detroit and that was very hard on my mom because my mom was a nurse and she worked a lot. And so, and the, there was like this expectation that's like, oh, you're going to be out there for the prayer meetings every night. She's like, I'm going insane. So then, um, at least, the, so from what I understand, basically at some point the pastor prodded people to give my dad prophetic words. He was supposed to be a pastor. Whoa. Yeah, like real wild. Like I, I don't know. Maybe they didn't or did. I don't know how the guy. But basically, that was sort of the thing. If this is your calling, and so he started a church plant in Ann Arbor. 
Um, that that was like three or four years, I think. I can't because I went to St. Paul Lutheran School, so okay. it was the yeah. other like Christian elementary school in the area. And mm-hmm. um, in order to did a in order to get into a decent children's program, and b uh, to get a discount on tuition, uh, we ended up going to St. Luke Lutheran Church. Okay. So at that point, yeah. that was when my, and I think my mom was also partially like, I am done with this. We need to be done with this whole thing. Like, this is too much stress on us. Wow. And I'm getting super judged for not being the right kind of wife. My mom is okay. eight years older than my dad, so she puts up with less than you might expect. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, but, uh, like, she's she's very nice about it, but there's, mm-hmm. there, she, she will throw down the gauntlet at some point. Um, and <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. No, very, very, very good for her. And then, so we went to St. Luke and that was where I was until, uh, they started a Kingsway church, church plant, uh, some of the like old mission Christ and, um, it, like leadership started a Kingsway church plant. So then I left St. Luke to go to that where okay. I was for a while until eventually that fell apart. And then I went to Grace Ann Arbor around the same time I met a little after my, I met my wife, we weren't going to Kingsway and then, um, that ended. And so then we went to Grace Ann Arbor and then stopped going when I was in grad school, going like 14 credits in grad school. (laughs) It was a horrible experience. It was very bad. Uh, but you know, I also finished up in three semesters. So, um, you know, and then there's that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I saved like almost 10 grand. Because yeah, at, at a certain like at a certain number of credits, they just stop charging you for yeah. more. You're like you, <laughs> you get charged for up to nine credits, so then you get five credits free, which is great because that lowered That's my crazy. cost per credit like two grand or something like that. Wow. So, um, and I was just like, I need to study. I can't. And also was working nights, so I'm like, I can't. I'm not church. Just isn't happening. And then we just kind mm-hmm. of haven't ever gone back. Yeah. <laughs> um. Because then we had a kid, and I'm just like, I'm tired. Yeah, I'm it's tired. early. It's a weekend. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm tired. It's it's not a. Th- I've we thought about it. Um, like it, we've thought about. It. It's definitely been a thing we've talked about, but it's not something that I don't know. It, it hasn't yet become the thing that I, that we're like, okay, we're gonna do it now. We haven't pulled the trigger yeah. on that yet. Yeah. So. So you were, if I understand correctly, also um, on on the staff at Pine Hills Summer Camp for a while. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. First year as a camper was 1999, and then. Okay, so you went. You were a camper, and then. Yeah, I was a camper. I was a camper for the three years. I did service team. I skipped a year, and then I came back as service team director in was that be 2003, and then okay. I was I did that till. The couple of years break here and there, but like I did that until like 2015, I think, when I became camp nurse, and then I just did that. And then 2018 was my last year, and then I have not gone back since. Well, COVID, and then also having had a kid, I'm like, I can't take that time off for this. Yeah, (laughs) there were that's a long time though. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, it was a very long time. I still have all of the shirts. (laughs) wow yeah yeah i have all the shirts i still wear them like mostly like i cut the sleeves off in that phase of high school and so i just still their workout (laughs) shirts or work shirts like they have paint all over them yeah um Mm -hmm. you know they were cozy they were good quality shirts they were yeah oh yeah (laughs) Yeah, they definitely were uh, i went a few times i went i think three years as a camper and then one year as a service team member and got uh, all four shirts, all great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was it like being the camp nurse? Um, it was yeah, that was a very different experience. It was it was nice because because like with service team, I was like it was much more regiment, and I had a little, I, I still had a lot of freedom because like a I was a director and. I was just telling my kids all what to do, but trying to set everything up and keep that camp running was always could be a bit hectic at times. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, yeah, then becoming a camp nurse, it was like, oh, well, going around, I convinced them to let me to, to pay for me to rent a golf cart because I was like, if some <laughs> kid is out in the back nine yeah, and they yeah. break their leg, 
I, what am I going to do? If I ride a bike out there, what am I going to do? Be like, all right, stand in the back. (laughs) Right. Yeah. You know, it's a big like campground too. Like, yeah, it's huge. So so I'm just like, no, we need a golf cart. So then, yeah. So drive around in the golf cart and see kids and generally just kind of relax until, you know, I get the phone call, Mr. Kozel. And then (laughs) I go over there and some kids like, I have a cut. (laughs) Oh. <laughs> or you know or in or in some cases slightly more serious like yeah. you know it was, it was fine like I was happy to do that um I think yeah I, I liked that because I definitely I was I'm like I'm only getting older and I'm getting tired and I don't want to run all over anymore <laughs> the golf cart. yeah well that seems like a important um safety precaution <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah Absolutely. so no it was good yeah no it, it was yeah and it was a also, you know, was even more disconnected from, like, I guess what the campers were experiencing, because I was never a counselor, so, like, I was never okay. in, Yeah, I never, my schedule was never, like, it was defined by camp, but loosely. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you've got to be in the place based on when other people are going to be there, but I'm, like, I'm not going out for workouts or doing anything like that. Yeah. Um, and then also, um, as I got older, you know, as I got older, and then also a lot of the people who I had been at camp with kind of continued on continuing to be directors like eventually it's like oh we've all been here all of the people who were camp directors were kids like some of them were kids i had on service team but i think all of them were campers when i was a camper so mm-hmm. by oh, a certain point it's like yeah. we have this thing down pretty well because all of us have literally been doing this for a decade and a half yeah so we know wow. what we want to do we've got a pretty good plan yeah. overall and that's cool so you know camp really was moving was running pretty smoothly and um, I mentioned before, had undergone a big culture change because when it started, it was boot camp. Like, yeah, it was yeah. boot camp. That's how I think of it. So tell me about yeah. that change. So Newville came in, and this is, of course, you know, my understanding is of hearing it over the years was just kind of like these kids really need to know more like God is their father. And like that, he loves them. Like that's re- like, yeah, leadership is good and important, but these kids are hurting and broken and need need a connection that isn't just like do better or be a man. Like it's like right, no, you right. have, not everyone was happy about that. <laughs> there were okay. some people who were on staff for a while after that who weren't happy, but at this point, everyone who's a camper or in on staff, like that is the culture they were raised in. Is this we? Yes, you know, yeah, push-ups are still given out sometime, but, like, it's never crazy things, and it's always, there's always, like, a lesson in it. It's never just, I'm giving out push-ups to, like, make you sweat. It's like, yeah, you just, like, you just trashed the entire area and left your cups everywhere. Like, let's respect everyone. Like, let's mm-hmm. respect the campground. Like, we are guests here. And so kind of very much a, like, let's, you know, let's pay attention and let's respect people and let's serve one another mm-hmm. kind of thing. So like, I mean, going around and we would do these massive battles at the conquest game at the end of the week where we would blow up 2,500 water balloons and <laughs> throw them at each other. And like, at the end of that, it's like, we need to pick up all the pieces because animals will die wow. if we don't. And yeah. so the whole camp lined up across the field and everyone stare down and pick up pieces <laughs> of water balloon or various other trash. And we cleaned that field going yeah. back over a couple of wow. times if necessary. And it was hot. It was like, yeah. all right, guys, the faster you finish up, the faster you get to general wreck. So, but the mentality of the, like the prayer meetings and stuff very much focused on like helping people recognize that like they, they matter as individuals and like God, God loves you and God is your father. And like, and so I think, I and then also, you know, loads of ever there's so much crying there's so much crying <laughs> and so much people like talking about there's the bonding and whatnot like mm. you know i i feel like it was yeah there was a lot of healthy emotional expression yeah. that hmm. i wouldn't think like That's and awesome. and by the time i was done there was jokes about like we don't do x because this isn't girls camp but it was very much more like it was a joke and i I'm not a huge fan of the whole, like, you know, like macho, whatever, like yeah. toxic, toxic masculinity, but like, it was very much more kind of, this is a joke. And like, we don't do these things because it's girls camp, but also like, we're not telling people not to be themselves. And 
there were a few people who were on staff who were just like, I was not a fit kid and I really felt left behind and looked down on. And they really were very strongly, strong about voicing that. And so by the end, it's like, no, if you see somebody who's falling behind, we encourage them. And so it would just, that would be the expectation is like, you full throated encourage people who are struggling and you get there and you walk with them or literally walk with them, carry them, whatever needs to happen to make sure we recognize that like, we are not, we're not just a bunch of individuals out here trying to be great. We actually want to care about one another. Hmm. So, you know, I feel like that was a very, I can't say like how much of that wasn't there before, but I can say like there was, it was a very much more gentle camp it became much more gentle it became much more compassionate understanding it's not that there wasn't expectations of you it's very much that like it was we want to meet you where you're at and help you grow rather than like expecting you like you suck and we want to make you a man like that was never that was not that wasn't the attitude of the camp ever Interesting. Yeah, I feel like it. It is good to hear that. I obviously yeah. never attended the boys' camp, so I don't, don't know firsthand. <laughs> but right. from what I had heard, you know, when I was younger, it was very much like it's boot camp, and it's really hard. And if you're not a fit kid, it sucks. And you know, I'm glad to hear that it um, mm-hmm. evolved a bit past that. It is a little discouraging to hear there are still jokes about it not being girls' camp because I don't know. I think girls are tough in their own way too. <laughs> oh, but um, yeah. but it sounds like there's been a lot of growth, and that's that is really I'm really glad to hear that. Yeah, yeah. No, I think as within within like sort of a traditional gender structure type thing, I think it's it is done. It 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 is gone about it. Uh, as far in a positive direction as you would hope. Yeah, sure. Is it, you know, like, yeah. As far, you know, as far as it can go in the direction of pushing those boundaries and boys yeah. being able to open up and talk about what they're feeling, that's huge. You know, that's so important for young men. Yeah. And I think it pro- like, I think there are probably a lot of kids who that is, that is potentially the only positive point of anything in their life or a right. significant one. Like, I think it's I I think it does have value in that sense. Like like I said, it has its shortcomings, but mm-hmm. everything does. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm curious if at the prayer meetings at the boys' camp, like at the girls' camp, there was a lot of charismatic worship. Um, oh man. <laughs> and Boy, if, was there ever. as a nurse you ever saw um, the gift of healing happen and what your thoughts are on that? Um, actually not in that setting. Um, okay. Like maybe I can't, I'm trying, I'm stretching my brain for thinking of, you know, back, back however long. Um, so for one, these are things you might see. These are things that happen. Also, they might not happen. Maybe none of them will happen. Maybe you will fall over and get slammed. Maybe you won't. That's cool. And that's that's okay. Like, maybe you'll pray, maybe there will be tongues, maybe not, maybe there will be this, maybe there will be that, maybe you'll raise your hands, maybe you'll cry, maybe you will literally feel nothing. All of that is okay. That was never, ever not said multiple times in a week to make sure people knew, do not feel bad about how how you are experiencing this. This is not, that is not a thing that you need to have shame on. Just focus on God. Mm-hmm. so i was like okay and it like i said I lots that. of healthy <laughs> lots yeah. of healthy things like that that help offset some of that shame yeah absolutely to really like it and and as such yeah. like you didn't you never got that mentality yeah as far as like gift of yeah gift of healing that wasn't something i saw at um yeah at pine hills per se i know we taught we prayed for people baby things happened like i said it was okay the emphasis yeah. was very much yeah. not important if we see anything flashy it's that we're calling out to god Right. For like, yeah. you know, I guess I guess the way I express it. Yeah, I have a question on the same line, but a little different. Um, from a medical perspective, when you saw kids being slain in the spirit, what do you make of that? Um, God, I don't know. Because yeah, like you know, obviously when I was when I was younger, I was like, oh, that's the Holy Spirit going in, you know. But then as I got a little older, I'm like, let me go over like 
just make sure we're okay. Like, yeah, you know, like everyone got no one. If I, <laughs> yeah, but, and like, I ha I did have a few people actually come up to me with stuff, but like, it was, they came up to like, I don't feel well. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd yeah. pull them out, you know, but like, I never, yeah, I never, it, everyone was always taken care of and there was always someone in charge aware of what was going on. Like, mm -hmm. And there, like, you know, someone else would be around, um, around them. And like, I never, and as far as what to make of it, like, I don't know, maybe it's the Holy Spirit. Maybe it's emotions running high. Like I would tend to believe that, you know, like the whole idea of like, oh God, you know, the Holy Spirit works and it's just this mysterious magic thing. I'm like, if God created you, couldn't he just like come in there and like do a thing? Tap into the like, system. Dopamine. Yeah. <laughs> like, just some dopamine. Yeah. Like, right. Maybe you need yeah. that right Extreme now. Association. Like, <laughs> yeah. What are, you know, what are, I don't know. But like, yeah, it, it was, I guess because I grew up used to it, it didn't phase me at all. Like I said, I did right. check yeah. people, like, especially if I saw, like, yeah. I don't know, did you hit your head? Like, let me make sure you're okay. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, for the most part, I just, people were just caught and laid down and they, you know, laid there resting, doing their thing and. Seemed fine when they woke up and. Right. Yeah. I never had okay. a problem with it. Yeah. I, especially when I was camp nurse, I was like, guys, if you notice anything that makes you feel uncomfortable, just come get me. I'll check yeah. it out. And like it, like I said, it was never a problem. Um, I kids feel sick, but that was a whole different. Yeah. Thing. Um, right. When you like, sorry, I just I'm really curious about this because I just have a few memories of seeing people like slain in the spirit, and sometimes they're yeah, like laying quietly. Sometimes they would be like shaking. Yeah, it could kind of look like a seizure. Like, yeah. do you? How do you differentiate that? Um, yeah, it's, it is a question I definitely think of more now. Yeah. Um, that I, you know, the, the more time I've separated out from it. Um, cause I guess for me, like, I look at that as far as like people having seizures and like one as a nurse, tonic clonic seizures are a thing somebody would have let me know about on their medical history. Like, so like if somebody's like, if somebody starts full on having tonic clonic seizures in the middle of a prayer meeting, I like for the first time, it also like, it was always a little more, con it was, I never saw anybody like flopping around or anything or, you know, doing any, I guess like they'd be shaking a little bit, but like, it's not something that like I have ever experienced as being a seizure. But then again, I also was mentally in used to it yeah so yeah. you know I, yeah so i was like yeah that's that is an interesting question <laughs> interesting yeah. question to think about because yeah it, like i said it never i never saw anything that concerned me or raised any red flags more like i said more just seeing a kid sitting in the back like oh that kid looks like they need a drink of water or yeah. you know oh you injured yourself earlier and that's bugging you now like or mm -hmm. oh god dinner's not sitting well with you <laughs> like mm -hmm. that sort of yeah. thing like you know yeah. that was yeah. camp nurse stuff yeah exactly yeah. yeah so when you say you were used to it growing up um you were raised pentecostal correct yes sort so of yeah what was the sort of okay what Where'd was you call the pentecostal Baptocostal. Baptocostal. That's what it was. <laughs> That's what it was. Yeah. Um, so was your experience there similar or was it more so? Um, it was like when God, they had this whole it was called inner healing and deliverance. And you would get prayed over by someone and they would go in and, and like deal with past stuff. You know, like mm -hmm. the sort of it, I this is, a, you guys have even talked about this before, but, like, you know, people go in and, like, talk about, like, what are your past traumas, and we yeah. try and pray over those and talk, and, mm -hmm. God, I was, like, four, I was, I remember very early memories of, like, they would have, and I don't know if they were high schoolers or whatnot, because, you know, I was six, so everyone looked big to me, mm -hmm. but, you know, yeah, like, sitting there praying, like, they would pray over you, and I think I remember vaguely, like, I remember thinking I was praying in tongues at like seven. Whoa. I don't know. It was prayed over. And then that came back at Pine Hills. Mm -hmm. and that was a thing. Um, but like, 
but yeah, that sort of thing was encouraged. And yeah, like they would have people come in and people like profit. This person is profit. So-and-so. And they came in and gave words and things. Wow. Yeah. That no, was wild. Like it was very <laughs> wild. So actually like Pine Hills was not actually, Pine Hills was not a step up. <laughs> right. Yeah. None yeah. of, none kind of, of the experiences I've like were a step yeah. up from that. Like, yeah. Like tame almost yeah. compared to it? No, no, I wouldn't say tame. I would say it's no. on the level, on the same, on a okay. very similar level. Like I would, mm-hmm. I would say it's very similar. Like I never, okay. like I didn't see people falling out or anything like that, but there was flag waving and there was you know crying and people with their hands up and all that sort mm-hmm. of stuff. Dancing. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. sounds familiar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, like, yeah, very yeah. much that. But yeah, it was it yeah. wasn't quite the emotional intensity of Pine Hills, but um, okay. But yeah, yeah, the uh, emotional intensity of Pine Hills. Just that yeah. I don't know, and and I think also of the work of Christ Camp, Jackie, the mm-hmm. sort of sort of the spirit branch for younger kids, um, and the Yes Retreat, and you know these different Steubenville all these different retreats where that emotional intensity was so high mm-hmm. and so yeah i don't know if i've ever i think like concerts sometimes get like that mm-hmm. and i tend to get really uncomfortable <laughs> sometimes or yeah, sometimes it it's like you of it yeah like i was at a concert yeah. once and it, i don't know if it's that it reminds me or it activate something but yeah i was at a concert once and it well i was at i saw you too and we were like right up front like right up front because well my fiance happens to be um related to bono but oh oh wow okay (laughs) just a fun fact but so we got like really cool tickets very fun fact um, but so we were there and like everyone is super intense super freaking out and i started like crying I was like, I don't know what's happening. I've never been like a huge YouTube fan or anything. And um I think but it was the energy just that is it was so the energy. It's like palpable. Super overwhelming. And I think that's how I've always felt in those kind of rooms is like just extremely overwhelmed. And um yeah, but it also like something about it reminds me of like when people start lifting their hands at concerts, I get I get like, oh, I don't want to do that. <laughs> Some of it is reminiscent for sure. Yeah, I think so. It was actually interesting. I was talking with a friend a friend recently who she came out of her her background is not community. It's more traditional. Like I'm in a church, different denom- Protestant denomination, and. She, you know, because I was talking about, she's like, I don't even know how I feel about God anymore. She has much more intense trauma than most people I know for or surrounding that. And mm-hmm. talking about how, because I'm just like, yeah, I mean, God, as you know, God is your father. Like, you know, it, yeah, if he, like, he's not threatened by you not doing a certain thing. Like if that, you know, if that's really where it's like, like that to me, I'm just like, I don't see that. And for me, that idea is more comfortable as a man, as a male, but Mm -hmm. her, she's just like, I don't like the idea of feeling like someone has ownership over me. I can't even deal. And I'm like, that is not a thing that I have a problem with because that is, because I, that was not the thing I was told. Like that is not yeah, a, that is not a background I or a perspective I had. So like for me, mm-hmm. like lifting my hands, like this is my own choice. This is my own experience. This is yeah. if I don't want to do it, I don't do it. And that's partially me. Also, just I just don't do things I don't want to do. Yeah. <laughs> like even with peer pressure, something I'm like I just don't want to do this. I don't have the energy to keep this up for any length of time. Like I just mm-hmm. I don't want to do it. But um. But, like, I also was granted that was that expectation I was going to have that. Right, right. And so, like, for me, that background is very, that background is very different. And, like I said, very much, like, for me, owning my own journey and, like, I'm off in this direction. Like, um, that also was a thing I think at Mission Christ that was hugely helpful was people would get freaked out. What if I'm going to the wrong college? What if, what if I make the wrong, will I lose God's plan for my life? And I was like, dude, just Mm. chill. You'll be fine. Just do what you want to do. God made you who you are. You figure it out. Also, probably you're going to make the right decision because you just 
He made you that way. And the passions that you have are the ones that he gave you. So if you want to do whatever, just go do it. Yeah. I really like that um, idea of like trusting yourself being a positive thing. (laughs) Um, Like that trusting yourself is a way of trusting God because God made you who you are. Like, yeah, that's, I don't know if that was tried to be, I'm sure someone tried to teach me that at some point, but it didn't really, I, that feels Wasn't the new. main narrative like it, you were yeah. hearing. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think my parents definitely were like, oh, God yeah. gave you this gift. This is a gift from God that you have, and you can do this thing. But um, there was definitely more of, like, trying to discern God's will from my own and trying to separate, as if they were, like, almost like it's more likely that God's will is opposite of mine <laughs> than like in line with mine. Right. Well, and like we were, we really emphasized like if God is your father, he's capable of raising, of raising you. Like mm-hmm. you're his kid. He is perfectly capable of helping you in whatever direction. Mm-hmm. Also, if you're just paralyzed standing there, it's easier. Like if somebody's taking off in a direction, it's easier to like, boop, move you over, you know, change course a little bit. But like, if you're just standing there paralyzed, never moving, it's like, just trust that God will sort it out one way or another. It's okay. Like, yeah. it, and that was really the, the mentality we, we got. And I think sometimes it's, it's similar to how like an old person who gets very, very grumpy when there are children playing outside because they make noise, <laughs> but also bitches about, kids never go outside anymore. Yeah. It's like that mm-hmm. same thing of like, you kids don't go outside anymore, but I hate it when they go outside. I'm like, you cannot have it. <laughs> Get off <right>? my property. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, cause yeah, it's like, Oh, I think I'm going to do this. And then everyone threw on the brakes. Oh, I think right. God's calling me to do this. Well, are you sure? Do you know? And there was never any cool. See what happens with that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, there was, yeah, which was, I think, a lot of what was encouraged was just like, just go for it, man. Like, you can't, like, you'll figure it out. It'll be okay. Like, yeah. it's all good. <laughs> so there was a lot of that. Yeah. Like I said, for me, at least, there was that expectation. But I can't, I cannot say, obviously, because it is a completely different experience, if that is the same message that that the girls got. Right. I can't right. say if they got a very different message of, oh, no, I definitely never heard that. Like, I heard you're, yeah, kind of do that, and then eventually you'll meet your husband and have kids. Yes. And I'm like, I feel like that's probably, it was like, that's more you'll, like you'll it. go do your own thing to a point. Yeah, yeah. I remember thinking about going to college yeah. as how you meet your husband. Like, if you yeah. go to college, it's to meet someone, and then... So it doesn't really matter what you study. <laughs> kind of like that. Yeah. Uh, if you and go like to college. the idea of getting a job was so weird. Like once, I, I mean, I know for myself and a lot of my friends, like we just didn't, weren't raised with the idea that we would have to be financially independent. Which and I know even even like, you've talked about that too. Yeah, I'm here. Which yeah. is, I'm so embarrassed to say it. But, and it's also like, e- I mean, it's also just like economically not feasible for anybody anymore. Like, show me a single income household with children who like don't have to go to daycare or public school like it's just it just can't exist in this day and age anymore so i think we're definitely not alone in that even for women who stayed because i think um it's just not doable anymore yeah no yeah absolutely not and just like I don't know. For me, it was it's actually funny because I've talked about this with some people, but my dad had a big focus on like being the head of the household and being respected as the head of the household, that sort of thing, which sounds very like, uh, like, God, what are, my wife needs to submit to me kind of like, Eesh. but also if my mom made dinner, she's like, well, she made dinner. So it's your turn to do the dishes because she worked hard and like, mm-hmm. You know, if you if we walked by the laundry basket on the way downstairs, it's like, what are you doing? Like, who's someone's going to have to carry that downstairs? You're going downstairs. Might as well be you. There was a lot of focus on like putting my mom first, or like you know, she we ha- it was a one car garage. My mom parked the car in the garage, like, and my dad listening to and consulting with my mom, not just making decisions. Like, there's a lot of ways in which for me, even that traditional 
male female structure was posed as like yeah maybe you're the final one to make decisions but you're not making them on your own (laughs) yeah and so for me it wasn't much of a stretch to go this is a cooperation this is not me in charge also i don't want to be in charge like that's not even me like that's (laughs) like (laughs) it's not even me but like i think for my dad that he he has a big concern about being respected and people talking like he just is very sensitive to any partially because he beats on up on himself so badly mm-hmm. but like for anyone looking down on him he's very he's just overly hypersensitive to that yeah. but also in the same way like i said i mean my mom he he res- he from what i could see very much respected and wanted to hear her input and listens to her and doesn't discount her like yeah there were issues yeah. still are but that is one thing I learned very positively is it wasn't a big stretch for me to go. Yeah. Like women are also, you know what? Cool. And I remember even (laughs) thinking very early on, like if God made men and women in his image, that means that, and this of course has its own problem, but like basically like God, we're, we're all on one thing. And I feel like that means we're on a spectrum and you're going to fall somewhere on there. But the point is that we're all made in the image of God, regardless of how, how to one end of whatever spectrum, if that spectrum even exists, we are. Mm-hmm. I said that I don't want to discount. I don't want to discount and erase trans people or anything like that. And be like, yeah, you have to be or or. Uh, I mean, made in know. God's image, God is genderless. Right. So <laughs> just gonna lay that down real quick. <laughs> I saw something funny recently, which was the sorts of people who are like getting mad about being like the bible doesn't have pronouns in it right dumbest thing i've ever heard get would probably be the sort of person who'd be really really concerned about god's pronouns right god right. is a yeah. he i'm like he yeah isn't like they, is he though like it, like no he's not like are women not made in god's image because if they are then that means that both of you are, which means that therefore, like, God is genderless. Right. Because exactly. I, God yeah. won't use they pronouns. I think, <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, he just refers, he just he talks in the first person anyways. Right, right. <laughs> I am what I am. It's like, yeah. why are you male, female? I am what I am. I am what I am. I'm not answering your question. <laughs> Yeah, that's just what I'll say anytime right. anyone asks me about my gender. I am what I am. I am what I am. Yeah. My pronouns are I am. I am. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Goodbye. You you may Got say you point. are. Or they yeah. are. I guess. <laughs> well, let me just because yeah. even, you know, I'm like, I just get in the habit of referring to people because I've, you know, on online things when I'm like, I don't know if, the, especially if it's in like a game or a mm-hmm. thing where you don't know someone's gender, I like, I just have been trying to get myself to just always say they because it's yeah. not wrong. Me it's too. It's never right. wrong. Like someone could yeah. say, no, I'd prefer to be referred to as she, but yeah. they're not, I'm not going to like misgender someone by saying they. Right. Right. You can't do it. And it's like, do you mind? Right. And, and we've been doing it literally the whole English language. Right. So it's not, this is not it's new. It's not new. No. Right. Just stop yeah. being weird about this, guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different right. subject. Yeah. Why is this such a big deal? <laughs> Why is this such a big deal? Oh, and then, I'll, okay, actually bringing it back to like the health thing, learning about yeah. the science of how gender works. It's like, yeah, you have the two X's and the, and the XY. I'm like, even before I knew about the fact that like there's a testosterone receptor and it doesn't, mm-hmm. and it can be on the X, on the Y, it can also be on the X. Mm-hmm. So there are people who present as male who like, I mean, full by like they went through that process of testosterone affecting everything who have two yeah. X chromosomes because they have the SRY receptor. And mm-hmm. then there are people with XY who they have an SR, SR, they don't have the receptor or they have it, but it's insensitive. Mm-hmm. and then maybe it kicks in at puberty which is that's its own experience or like i'm like i took care of people who were hermaphrodites like mm-hmm. actual full-on like the the genitalia stopped developing midway and here you are and like they mm-hmm. were functionally female in terms of like they had had a baby so they were able to carry a baby but it's just i'm just like you can't you can't tell me that there is a binary there and just be, it'd be like, there. this is the way it is. When I'm like, I literally can come up with 15 examples off the top of my head. Yeah. Easy. 
that don't like, fit into that and how are you gonna like so it yeah like medically we've always known that biological sex is a spectrum and as we are um learning to be more mindful of gender also being separate from biological sex and right. also a spectrum you know it just makes sense mm -hmm. that all of these things are not in a binary and do have scientific backing the more we look at them and even theological backing if you look yeah and it's just and it's the weirdest thing about even talking about this is that it's only been the past couple of years where i could talk about this as like this is a fact that i mm -hmm. that i have accepted and integrated and not still have that panic come up of what if i am believing the wrong thing and i'm going to fall away yeah. and go to hell because on june 23rd 2018 i started i stopped firmly believing that it was men and women <laughs> you know like it's just that yeah. thing of like you know being like am i comfortable with accepting that because what if i'm doing the wrong thing like you know like yeah. i said even with yeah. that background of you know because decisions like where do you go to college god will help you figure that out but like what about questioning beliefs I've held my entire life up to this point? And now I'm like, you know, oh, my friend came out. I have, maybe I need to rethink my positions on gay people. Mm -hmm. hmm. And then like, I'm like, and then just this whole thing of like, wait, should I? Should I just, okay, well, I just won't say anything and I'll love them, but I'm still going to think it's right. wrong. And then, right. And I'm like, this is just, it, how much, how much, terror and fear do we have from having been convinced we had to do Olympic gold medal level mental gymnastics to yes. justify hating someone or to justify mm -hmm. thinking of someone as less when yes. in reality, even if I'm going to conclude that something is a sin, I'm pretty sure nowhere in the Bible does that give me the right to treat them like crap. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. I just, yeah, that was just really where it settles. I'm like, you know, what? I don't even care right now. That is not an important decision or distinction I even need to make because yeah. that's not, that isn't, that is nowhere in there my job to make that decision and then make sure everyone knows that that's what I think. Yeah. I don't think that's important. <laughs> yeah. That isn't important. Even Jesus sometimes is like, I'm not talking to you guys about this thing. Like, should, should we stone this woman? Like, I don't know. Any of you all blameless, throw a stone. Yeah. He never right. answered the question. <laughs> like, right. you know, it's just, it's just yeah. a thing of like, it's just not important. And, but also there's just that terror of like, what if, you know, it, it down from whether it be, yeah, what college do I go to? What, who do I marry? What if I marry the wrong person? Mm -hmm. What if I do, it's like, what if I do this wrong? What if I do that wrong? And like, is there going to be a point where I just end off? I'm, I'm now a heretic. <laughs> right. Right. Um, and I'm just like, you know what? It's this scary. Is... Yeah, but like, it also is this thing of like, but you're, you're not trusting God. Like, you're like, I'm trusting God. I'm like, you're not though. You're paranoid and coming up with reasons to never do anything, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and to stay stuck, and to refuse to budge or learn or evolve or grow, yeah. and because you're just terrified that you're going to veer off this path or you've convinced yourself that this is the right path and are not open to other arguments that mm -hmm. are willing to justify like, yeah, it's fine if we treat these people terribly because yeah. I, because my mental gymnastics make me okay with it. And I'm like, I yeah. can't. And I just like hit the point. I'm like, I can't do that anymore. Yeah. Like, thank I you can't. so much for your <laughs> vulnerability. Like, I think that's huge to, I just really appreciate you being um, so candid about like the own, your own processes and how scary it is because it's been a while since I had to do a lot of those things and it is um, really powerful just to be reminded and to hear someone kind of own that, that like, it's scary. You think yeah. like all the time, am I doing the wrong thing? Am I? And it's true, there are a lot of situations where it's like um you know we're comfortable with like love the sin or hate the sin and it's like that's kind of the like okay we can i can live with this part of it but it's mm -hmm. often that means we're loving all of someone except for this part of them which is that 
with then we're not really loving them. And right. <laughs> I think like a lot of the time I would see people who disagreed in whatever way with someone's, you know, lifestyle choice, for example, um, kind of saying like, look, I want to be part of your life still. I love you. I don't see you differently, but I need you to know that I don't agree with this. And that was kind of the part where I was like, you don't though, you don't need them to know that. Like, that's where you're not loving the whole person. Right. You know, like, that's where the judgment is, whether you know it or not. If it should be between you and God, what you think about their, yeah, I don't know. I just, I think it is scary because that to me comes from a place of fear of like, if I just don't say anything to this person and I don't try to let them know that this is sinful, then I'm complicit. I'm part of their sin. And it's... They will go to hell because I didn't talk to them at this coffee shop. And I (laughs) might also go to hell because I didn't talk to them. Like, it's... It is really scary. It is. Yeah, and... Yeah, and I think... Oh, man. Yeah, that's... Yeah, yeah, just so... Yeah, so much of that surrounding this idea... I, and, and it's funny because it doesn't even have to be that way. Cause I remember it was a pastor talking about this, but he, he was in a group with somebody who was, who was in this Bible study. And it's like, I am praying about whether like God wants me to still be gay or not. This, this pat, this person of this Bible study. And he was like, cool. And said nothing. And he's like, because you know what? And this was actually something he had said years before. He's like, the thing is, you think you know the big glaring thing that God wants somebody to work on, but in reality, like, you aren't God, you don't know this yeah. person, and you have no idea yeah. what the important thing is. And, I mean, we find out all the time, it's like, oh, this person's a jerk to me. I'm like, this person's mother is dying, and all of these things are happening, and, like, yep. they don't have the capacity to be kind right now. Yeah, here, here. Like, <laughs> it, like, like, it's just, I'm like, I was a nurse. Like, do you have any how many times I got yelled at by people? I'm like, right. no one. I'm I'm an intensive care unit nurse. There is not a single person mm-hmm. on this floor with a family member who's like, this is great. I'm having a good time. Yeah. At best, they're relieved. Yeah, yeah. That things are okay. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, sometimes it would, God, I, I made a big mistake with a patient one time and mm-hmm. obviously can't divulge any of that, particular, but like with the family and like, and rightfully so, they were pissed at me, like oh. really pissed at me. And like, it hurt. And I, but I was just like, oh, I, I would have handled it. Now I'm like, yeah, in the aftermath, I learned from that and I handled things differently after yeah. that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that, cause that's really what I owe people is like, if I do the wrong thing, I handle, I try to learn from that and not do that again, because that's what I yeah. have to do is to do better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, you know, but in those situations, it's just like, yeah, that person, God, they didn't have capacity to be nice or understanding or patient with me. Yeah. Their family member was probably going to die. Yeah. Like, and they were, and they knew that. And like, they're sitting there terrified. And I, waltz in there and do this thing that just trips all over that and you know what i i stepped on a landmine and that's on me and we i had to switch out patient like normally i could normally i could like be like oh my god i'm sorry but this was not one of those moments and so we swapped nurses out and i was just like you know what i don't think i did anything wrong i didn't technically do anything wrong but in this situation it was not the right decision yeah and i owned up to that and then i learned from it but it's just all you can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's like it's not on us to determine what somebody needs to work on or what's the right thing or the wrong thing for them. Like, especially if you're going to go and say that there is an almighty God who is our father and who is able to direct your paths and trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your understanding. I'm like, but why are you doing why are you leaning on your own understanding for someone else's life if literally you are told not to do it for your own? And yeah. you're you. Right. So, like, right. you can maybe offer some help to somebody, but ultimately, like, I don't think that's our, our role is to, like, do behavior modification. And the, the that same pastor is like, people are afraid of a mess. 
They don't want to mess. They want everything neat and tidy. And like, if you're going to let people be their authentic selves and really become who God wants them to be, they're going to make it's messy. It's it's like, (laughs) it's it's like with any kid, like if you don't, you know, a child who, granted, I'm sure there are some people, some children who just are perfectly behaved and do everything, but like, that's not my child, for instance. And you know what? I love her and I want her to be what she is. Yes. I don't want her to hit me in the face, but you know, Sure. But like, you know, if she wants, and it stresses me out when I, this is me, I have to work on this, but like, I can't cook with her because she, she's like going to dump the flour on the floor. I'm like, like I tense up and I'm like, yeah. I got to work on that. <laughs> like, that's, that's on me because I don't want her like having this thing. Like, I don't want her, I don't, she doesn't need that. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, it's just like you've got to accept that there's going to be messes and you've got to accept that you're going to find people in all sorts of things that you're uncomfortable with. And that is not my experience of churches mm-hmm. or communities that it like it is very much very, they are not comfortable letting people be disasters. Yeah, they're comfortable. Yeah. They want to comfort you and help you and maybe be comfortable. But like we're I mean, just like, no, this is what I think I'm supposed to be doing. And it doesn't fit their description. And right. they label you a disaster. All of a sudden, it's like, well, I mean, right. you, we've had converse. You guys have had guests on this podcast who talk about what happens when you do that. Like, yeah, like it just yeah. doesn't go well. And no. like, and yeah, it's just like you know what? I don't, I don't think that. I don't even think that fits the right model. But anyway, yeah, that. But yeah, that's just my thing of like, I just. Yeah, having spent so much time walking away from, yeah, being terrified of being wrong or being terrified of going off in the wrong direction and, like, just, like, no, we'll be okay whichever direction it is. Yeah. And, like. Yeah, trusting your own goodness and your own, you know, in heart and intention and action of doing the best you can to like you said, to do right by people, by doing better when you hurt them and by mm-hmm. trying to understand how it is they need to be loved. You know, mm-hmm. that's, I think that's Accepting your there. humanness. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah, and making absolutely. room for that. And Yeah. Yeah. And, and for others. Yeah. Well, because, yeah, I remember it was when, yeah, like, at some point realizing, like, if I screw up in a way that's, like, major... We're always taught not to, you know, like, don't have sex before you're married. Don't do mm-hmm. this. Don't do that. But, like, literally no one will ever talk about what do you do when that happens in a functional right. way. Yeah. Like, it's like, yeah. oh, yeah, you go and confess and you do all of this. But, like, right. okay, but how do I move forward? Right. Yeah. Like, how do I okay. reconcile that with myself? With myself. You know, like, yeah, not just like, with Even God. if it's, like, a loving, you know, this is a loving relationship and we're engaged and whatever and the thing happens. Like, mm-hmm. Like, at no point are you going to hear, you know what, this is okay. Like, you're going to be okay. We're going to learn, and you're going to – actually, you're going to grow from this and get stronger from this. Because (laughs) we're going to help you work through your feelings, and we're going to have a conversation. Because guess what? Mm -hmm. This is – like, you're going to do a thing you didn't want or mean to do. You're going to say a thing. And guess what? You're going to have to work through that too. So you know what? Let's work through that. And that's not – ever hooray you made a mistake (laughs) yeah it's like no the only way back is to like be very sad and very sorry and come and do all sorts of penance and contrition and do all sorts of things to really beat up on yourself right or you know or be like no but it's okay like god accepts you and god loves you but also you you were bad you did a bad thing and i'm like at no point is like well this thing happened you're human and you're growing so what are we going to do from here what we do is we we work through it and we grow and we learn and -hmm. like that's not the predominant attitude right there's no like neutral ground of like this is okay it might not be what you meant to do but you can learn and grow and move forward it's like yeah all or nothing yeah and yeah, it's just to like, to me, I'm just like, I don't want, like, that's, that's what I want. I saw something recently. It's like a lot of, you know, younger people are leaving the church because they're, they're conscientious objectors. They're not even necessarily like, I don't want this faith, but they're like, I don't want right. that. Right. Yeah. Right. And like, I, I refuse to be a part of something that's that unhealthy. Like, I, I don't think this system is redeemable Yeah. or maybe right. it is, but it's got to yeah. get trashed and, yeah, and started sure. from scratch. And yeah. Like, 
I'd fit in that category pretty firmly. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. So. Wow. wow. Thank you so much, Isaac. This has been amazing. Yeah, I really I, appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. Truly. Yeah, no, it's funny because I, yeah, and anybody who knows me who's listening to this right now will roll their eyes, but yeah, like you <laughs> getting me to talk at length about whatever you want is not difficult. This is what I'm, I am. A, I have raging ADHD. Um, excuse me, we're very good at this. You did not True. want to say a word. We pulled it all out of you. <laughs> oh no, and I mean you did. You are like you are absolutely excellent at it. But it's not kidding. hard to get me. It's not hard to get me going in that direction. And like and to talk entirely too much. <laughs> it's very easy to Hard listen enough. to you. It's yeah. like no, yeah, I felt like very, it was a good yeah, conversation. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. Gave me like a lot of things to for think about. Yeah, food for thought for sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Awesome. Glad to yeah, that no, yeah. was good. I had I had good time talking to you guys. That was good. Good. Awesome. Good. Yeah, we've well, been saying we'll have to like bring guests back or start meeting people for coffee or something because it always feels, yeah. feels funny to be like, "Oh, nice to meet you. We've had this great we conversation. So Bye." Much about- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's actually because as a nurse, that's not that weird to me because I'm like, "Hi, yeah. my name's Isaac. I'm your nurse today. I've never met you. I'm gonna wipe your butt now." Yeah, <laughs> like that's a normal experience. Like I'm about to be all up in your business. I'm gonna take you to the bathroom and stand and never there see and then, you again. Yeah, and never and never see you again. And you know yeah. what? They're just like roll with that. I'm like up yeah. in your life in the most important, most vulnerable, intimate possible way, and with it, a complete stranger can be. And we're all fine with this because <laughs> like, it's just the way it works. Yeah, but yeah, no, absolutely. That was this yeah. was this was good, and I yeah. Yeah. good. Happy, happy to talk some more. Sweet. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you to everybody uh, listening. Please continue to do so. We are on Spotify, Apple, Google, uh, wherever you're listening right now. And uh, rate, review, subscribe. That always helps. Um, do something nice for yourself. And if you're feeling shitty, do something nice for somebody else. It helps. Bye. <laughs> Bye.